All right. Yeah, our number is up. We look like we got action. Going, yeah. Well, I mean, we're ready to roll whenever you guys are. Got the music. Let's go. Share it out. You gonna share it on your dope man page? No. He isn't either. I hate him, bro. <laughs> Oh, is this live? They hear me say not that? Yet, not <laughs> yet. Not Let's yet. Let's see how it turns I'll, out. Okay. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right. You ready? Yes, sir. Okay. And we're live. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Andrew Hager Live Show. Today you have a great one indeed. You've got Mr. Andrew Hager. Hola, my friends. Come on. <laughs> We've got Randy Grimes. What? Hello. Woo! And we got the Tim Ryan. Is yo, that how yo, you go? Yo. Is it the Tim Ryan? The, the Tim, Tim Ryan. Ryan. Oh, why does Ohio State do that? Does anyone know? The Ohio State? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. What was that about? Oh, what about... Go Big Blue, huh? Oh, man. That Putting was... it to the Sunshine State last night, baby. Woo! In huh? the swamp. Dude. After 30 years. Yeah, down in the swamp. Tell them, Randy. That's right. We needed that one. <laughs> huh? Yes, sir. So if you're a Florida fan, sorry about your luck. Huh? Come on. Talk to me. <laughs> luck. They've had pretty good luck for like 31 years. Yeah. So they've oh, been well. doing all right. Oh, we already got a 14th piece popping, yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're off and running. Come on. Let's get this up to 100, 150, 200. Let's get Sitting some big numbers popping. in the studio. Popping. Just wanted to say thank you, everyone, if you'll share this out to get a wide reach. Sunday's a great day for a show. We don't usually do them, but it's a special instance. Special. We've got Andrew and, and friends have been in town, been doing some good things. And so we brought them on here to share some of their background as well as take your calls. You'll see the number on there. We will be taking your calls today if you'd like to call in. We'll get to you as soon as possible. Andrew, how's your day been? Uh, been awesome, man. Uh, you know, I was down in Barberville yesterday with uh, Chris Mills. Uh, they were uh, doing an event, pretty awesome event, nice outcome for the first event, uh, Freedom. Uh, Freedom from Addiction, it was called. Uh, pretty awesome. Uh, Lost Dreams Awaken. And was real excited about today because, uh, uh, you know, of course, Tim was coming to town and bringing Randy with him. And we got the honor of going into uh, Recovery Works in Scott County, a uh, capacity of over 80, uh, you know, 80 people wanting to do something different. And I got to hear Randy. Well, introduce uh, your friends. Who this, is Randy? Just who like, are who you, is baby? This Randy? I'm sorry. Uh, Randy, tell them a little bit about yourself. Hey, I'm Randy Grimes. Uh, from uh, Texas, if you didn't already know, from my accent. And uh, I've been sober since September 22nd, 2009. And I'm grateful, recovering addict, and I'm glad to be here. I'm grateful for this opportunity to be up in Kentucky and uh, sharing a little hope. Awesome. That's Good. all That's all you're telling the people? What do you need to know? <laughs> what did you do for a living? Yeah. Are you going to get into that now, or are we just well, going to do like some introduction? Just give a little or, highlight. Wait, highlight. Who? We can take some guesses. What did yeah? What did you do up until this point when you realized that uh, your life was unmanageable? He's been riding in a truck with me for three days. Yeah, that's bad enough. Ooh, that's a tough one. No, I had a ten-year career in the NFL with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that's where my addiction started, and I uh, took that addiction into my private life. And for the next twenty years, caused a lot of pain, a lot of destruction. Um, just uh, the chaos that comes with the the progression of an addiction and uh, life got out of control life got unmanageable and you know that's why I'm so grateful and it's part of my story you know how sick I was at the end and and how I fell out of the car and they allowed me to crawl the last 30 feet into the door of that treatment center and I needed that you know I, ne I needed to know that there you know I needed that gift of desperation 
Ooh. And that's what I, I got that night. And uh, I'm grateful for this whole process, the whole, everything that I've experienced in recovery, everything that was promised to me earlier has come true. And I'm grateful for that. Amen to that, brother. That sounds like a Tim Ryan move. Like, toss you out of the car right before you get there I kind know, of thing. Right? I probably would have made him crawl all the way there. <laughs> I deserved it, that's for sure. But, you know, you were desperate enough to literally crawl into that treatment center. and. How did you guys the- meet? Randy and I? Because you seem like you're friends of sorts. Like you Friend, hate each Friends other. that can call each other names. Yeah. What? Enjoy each other's company, we, all that good stuff. It, I wouldn't go that far. It's, <laughs> we actually, That's a stretch. We met a few years ago. I think we started a Facebook friends or something, and we started talking. And Randy, I had been down in Florida, invited me up to West Palm Beach area where he lives. And uh, we met for lunch, had lunch, talked. And it was funny when we were leaving. He's like... <laughs> Well, how you get? Where's your car? Where's your car? Did you yeah, walk here? How'd you get here, bro? I said I don't drive. I Ubered here, and he's like, "Oh, I'll take you back to your hotel." I'm like, "It's an hour south." He's like, "Yeah, enjoy that Uber ride." <laughs> I didn't like him that much. Right, right. That's a long way, baby. Yeah, but now I'm good. Randy and I both work for Transformations Treatment Center down in Delray Beach, Florida. And we speak all over the country together on addiction and, and hope. And Randy does a lot. Tell them a little bit about your uh, Athletes in Recovery. Athletes in Recovery. It's a program that I started almost eight years ago. And, uh, you know, it started off as an opportunity to reach out to other guys that were out, former players that were out there, and they were, you know, self-medicating their their, their chronic pain injuries and everything else that 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 they were going through all the underlying stuff that was going on after their sport, after the NFL had ended for them. And uh, it was so successful. We were able to help so many guys that we started helping former Major League Baseball players, uh, former hockey players, NBA, combat sports, extreme sports guys, jockeys, anybody that – was a professional athlete at one time and no longer is, and they have the issues that we have after the game, then, you know, I've, I've been able to work with. And over the years, we've helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of former athletes from all sports get clean and sober and find a new way of living. Amen. That, that must be a large group, too. When I think about it, as far as, like, as, far as opiates go, People that start didn't think they'd be on that route and get started on it. So I would think you connect with a lot of people out there. Well, and it's, it's you know, it's that camaraderie. You know, in treatment, we found out that, you know, when we combine veterans, we can find combine first responders and athletes. You know, it seems like they all have those same issues, and uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's chronic pain issues. It's, yeah. It's, uh, it's like I talked about earlier, it's, it's loss of identity, self-worth, self-esteem. You know, when you don't have the sport anymore, when you don't mm. have that thing that identifies you, then you don't know how to do anything. You know, and when that's not with you anymore, you, you get out there and you struggle and uh, you, you, your self-medication just keeps getting worse. You, you know, we were talking yesterday about that and I had a friend of mine I had met 15, almost 18 years ago by the name of Tom Baldwin and Tom played pro football and Tom ultimately took his life. And it was due to the fact that he couldn't handle life not in the limelight anymore as a 
professional athlete and and had a great family and a good business, but um, the demons ultimately took him down. I didn't think of that angle, but it makes a lot of sense because it's it's a different. Uh, I don't know, especially in football, it's not like you started your career when you were just um, you know thirty. You know, right. it's, it's like your whole existence probably has been. You start at uh, Ooh, right, right. young, young, and all this, and then all. Well, of it goes back you know, to fourth grade. Fourth you know, grade. You know, as a matter of fact, my years are defined by in season and off season. You know, not by the four seasons. Oh, come but on. you were either in season or you were off season, and you know yeah. that's how you you lived your life. You know, you either were in one place or the other all the time. You were either working out really hard or you were playing your sport. You know, so, yeah, but we as athletes or we as pilots or attorneys or, or any, anybody that has a, an occupation like that, you know, we let that become us instead of something we do, you yes. know, and that's what we forget. We just do this. We're not, that's not who we are. And, uh, you know, I allowed that to uh, happen to me. Well, you, you know, I'm going to flip that to this industry now because a lot of people – Facebook lives or whatever. People ask me, you know, I, I, I work for a center, I run a nonprofit, I speak all over the country, but that's my career. And on the flip side, that has nothing to do with my recovery. My recovery comes outside of that and, and carrying a message and, you know, the opportunity we had to go speak at uh, Recovery Works this morning. That was pretty powerful. We were at the healing place last night and saw our friend James speak and seeing 200 women in there um, yearning for recovery. It's pretty cool. Yeah, wanting it, the willingness. And it starts right there regardless if they're Casey Lawed or if they're court-ordered because regardless of the consequences, we couldn't stop. And to see those people sitting in those seats today, the willingness was there. Right. You know, plant the seed, baby, plant the seed. Real talk. And, and they need to see that there's hope. Yes. You know, they need to know that this works. Absolutely. Real quick, I got to give a couple shout outs. We got Amy in there. We got, uh oh, Aaron Quinlan in the house. Hi, Aaron. Aaron's right, in the hey, house. Aaron. Uh, Rory, who else we got? You see anybody? You got to, can we hit our music one time? No? I can do that. Oh, yes, you're right. Shots you're, out. Get you, you up on there. Get ready. Uh, uh, here we come. Oh, if I could be. There we there go. There you go. There we go. Shots out across the board. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Coming to the stage. <laughs> come on, you man. You see Andrew when he gets in the booth. It's oh. He's like, he just loves, loves it, loves it. Guys, uh, the number's on the screen if you'd like to call in and ask some questions or, or just share with us. Uh, you know, yeah, how's your Sunday going? Yeah, just let us know. Jennifer Carroll in the house, uh, new, oh, from Canada. All right, real talk, real talk. Karen, I see you, huh? Day two off some boxing. Congratulations. Keep fighting, baby. We're here for you. Got the pom poms on. We're cheering for you. Real talk. Uh, who else we got? Amy, I see you. Thank you for sharing. Rory, say something. Rory, call in. Come on, talk to me. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for allowing me to share. Thank you, baby. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're not Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. But no, I mean, and for real, man, I was so excited this morning just to wake up and knew that, you know, I'd get the pleasure of meeting you today, Randy, and uh, love Tim. Tim's my guy, you know, no matter what. Um, uh, he was there for me. A lot of people know, you know, uh, when, when I did lose my daughter and, you know, he had experience with that with his son. And, uh, you know, and he kept, go to a meeting, go to a meeting. And, you know, I mean, 
And he kept stressing that, so I took his suggestions, you know, and that's what we can do today. Right, you know, right. We can't do anything on our own, you know. It's a weak thing. Uh, just blessed, man, and to get to hear you and, uh, you know, and Tim again, you know, share today. It was uplifting. I got to fill my cup up today, if you will, you know, right. uh, spiritually, uh, you know, across the board here. Where'd you guys go? Recovery Works, Georgetown. So, And, you know, these yeah. are places that, I, you know, I've been coming up to Kentucky, what counties were I in down there? I was in Barron County, uh, the Tompkinsville, Glasgow, Glasgow. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bowling Green Bowling area. Green. I've been coming up there for years and hearing about all these great places that I'm just now getting to see. Right. You know, places like the Healing Place and, and Recovery Works. So, you know, this is a great opportunity for me because, you know, I've been planting seeds up here for so long. Right. And so many people have come up to these facilities. And I finally get to see them yeah. firsthand, meet the people, and see the great work that's going on. There's some great recovery in Kentucky. Well, right. Uh, there really is. And, and again, you know, uh, they were excited to have you guys. Uh, uh, Randy and Bradley, I, you know, I told them, I said, hey, uh, Tim and Randy's coming to Kentucky. Uh, you know, can you can you make something happen? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, they were excited. Uh, but, yeah, Kentucky's got good recovery, man. We're yeah, the real do. deal. We're yeah, really, they do. We really are, man. You know, A-A-N-A-C-A. Uh, uh, CR, you know, um, it's across the board, man. We believe we're humans first, man. Come on, don't discount us, huh? We still breathing air right through here. Come on. <laughs> hey, tell me, tell me a little bit about Andrew's drive over here. Oh God, no, I'd um, like a little flavor. To the... Well, <laughs> since we left Illinois, what four days ago? Mm-hmm. It's just rained and rained Not and stop. rained and rained and. <laughs> Andrew gets talking about reminiscing in the past, and we were, <laughs> we were joking around when we were crack addicts, and, oh, I almost missed this turn, and poor Max, and, and oh, I, I, I passed it. There's a Starbucks here. Let's go there. No, they're closed. No, they're not. They're open. No, they're closed. Right. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah, but I'll be uh, blessed to get in my truck when we leave here and uh, yeah, not have to drive with Andrew anymore. You should have had to try to follow. Oh man! Yeah, he got a little ridiculous. Real talk. I got Brandon Smith on here. Glad you're here, Chuck. How's it going? Uh, oh, Mike St. John. Uh, Mike, uh, we were together in Barberville yesterday, guys. Uh, again at um, at that event, and he uh, he does the uh, yeah the detox man at the Hope Center. Uh, the same blueprint as the Healing Place in mm-hmm, Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's DLC, and, and of course, you know, uh, anybody can show up, you know, and get nice. a detox, man. Nice. No insurance required. Uh, Mike had helped me. Uh, uh, medical no, detox, sir? Uh, no medical. Okay. Come on. Write it out, mm-hmm. detox. Sometimes you got to yeah. feel the pain, yeah. baby, huh? Oh, I know. You got to feel the pain. Uh, but Mike's awesome. I'm glad you're on here, bro. Call in. But, you know, how long is the Hope, the Hope Center's program? Six to nine months. See, that's... That's what I see is so key. Whether you you do a medical detox or you don't, it's the peer-driven support. It's the accountability. It's, no, you have to do that. And, and if you don't want to be here and follow the rules and make your bed, pack your stuff and hit the road. Because somebody else wants that bed that wants to turn their life around. And people look at me and say, oh, well, you're harsh with people. And, yeah, I tell it the way it is because this is life and death. And if you don't want the help, I'm not going to waste my time because my time's valuable and I want to help the family or the individual that truly wants it and and get them on the road. You'll get so, oh, I want to go to detox and you get it for, well, maybe I'll go tomorrow and all right, well, let me get to the person that, that 
that's desperate here and, and, and has had enough pain and is putting their hand up. But seeing these structured programs and the accountability and the, the people at six months are volunteering and working there now, and it's... I don't know why we're not replicating more programs like right. this nationwide. And we know long-term works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and the thing with uh, the Hope Center, uh, we have a uh, 12-step program inside our detention center, uh, you know, and that's the same. You know, around six months, and uh, you complete that, and if the judge will allow, uh, you'll go on to uh, the Hope Center uh, on the outside. Well, it, it, you know, people don't realize... But me going to a therapeutic community in prison saved my life. Yes. I needed sure. this I needed the structure. I needed the accountability. I needed to call be called out on my BS. And I had two choices there. Go through the motions or plug in. And I took that time to better myself, not just doing recovery, reading business books and and studying, and, and I wanted to change, and it took me to have to go to prison to change. But I, I, I wonder at times if I just would have went to a, another prison, did my time, watched TV all day, what really would have happened. We do have some callers on. All right, let's yeah. pop these calls loose. <laughs> You're gonna break the, my ears. I know. I'm, sorry. I'm not Jeez. quick enough on the. <laughs> I'm not the mute button. <laughs> yeah. Check it out, though. I mean, you know, and again, Andrew, did you eat paint chips on the way over here? <laughs> my mom huffed paint when uh, she was pregnant with me. I don't know if that's no, seriously. It uh, <laughs> caller, you're on the line with us, caller. Unless I didn't set it up correctly. Uh oh. Ah, that could be. Okay, hold Hello. on. Just oh, you are there. Hey, who's this? This is Kelly. Hey, hey Kelly. I'm on your podcast oh, right now, but I just want to say I'm one of those people that got you know prescribed pain medication, got addicted, was on it for eight years, yeah, and been yeah. in a program now for two weeks and feeling great. Well, that's awesome. that's awesome. Congratulations. And, you know, that's when I tell my story, I talk about how I was willing to do whatever it took to stay out uh -huh. on the football field. And, and that involved taking handfuls of pain pills every day because I knew if I wasn't out there in my position, somebody else would be. And, right. and you know, I, I didn't want to get that reputation as a guy that was always in the training room, always being worked on by doctors, always on the injury report. So, uh -huh. you know, I wanted to be the best player that I could be. I wanted a career that lasted for a long time. So that was uh, that's how I, I fooled myself into thinking that what I was doing was a necessary evil of the game right. for over eight years. And then you know, the injuries just, when I retired, the injuries just kept getting worse. The tolerance just kept getting higher, and the addiction just kept getting worse. And so did the consequences. And, mm. um, yeah, and, and, and we both probably know so many people that started a raging addiction as a result of an injury or, or even something yeah. as simple as a dental procedure, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. It's crazy, and there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of them out there. And what got me, though, was when I was – you know, had enough, it was like, oh, come back, because I have private insurance. I didn't have right. access to Medicaid or anything like that. Oh, come back. We don't accept your insurance. Um, and I was just like, man, running into brick wall after brick wall, and and finally found a program here local, and, and yeah, I had to go several days without, I had to be in active withdrawal, as they, as they say, right. in order to help me, and oh my gosh, it was miserable, but I'm glad I'm. I'm. Well, look at where you're at. Right, yeah, look at where you're at right now. 
And don't yes. ever, ever forget the pain of where you no. were two weeks ago. Never forget no. that. I mean, it's, never it's so again critical. will I pop a pill. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just stay in today and, and plug into recovery, however that looks for you. Yes. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for reaching thank out. Thank you, guys. Have thank a good day. You. Thank, thank, thank you for calling in. Thank you, hon. Bye-bye. Oh, Bye. Yeah. Okay. That's, Is that a, no more callers? Two weeks? No, we got we got three more three here. Three more. Get so, them on here. Yeah. Mike St. John, I see you. <laughs> Come on, baby. Uh-oh. Oh, give the Margaret Cottons on here. Where you been, Margaret? <laughs> Margaret her, Margaret's on there? Do we got the sound bite from oh, Margaret? We got Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Margaret Cotton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, lady. Come on. All right. Caller, you are on with the, the Andrew Higger Live show. Who are we talking with here? Hello? Lori. Hey, Lori. How are you this Hello. morning? I'm fantastic. Hey, man. That's a good way to be. What uh, What yeah. brings you to the show today? I just wanted to kind of talk about my experience with... Um, medications from a doctor. Uh-oh. Um, I kept having pain and different things go on, and their answer was to cut me a script and kick me out of the office, basically. Um, what I've come to learn is how can a doctor that sees me once every three to four months for 10 minutes turn my world upside down by putting me on 14 different medications and then just cutting me loose. He should have his license and then revoked. How did that happen for you, Randy? I mean, uh, well, when, when my addiction started, it was a little different story. I mean, the NFL back then was doing off-label prescribing meaning that they would just pour them out of the the containers that you came from big pharma right, there. <laughs> right you know yeah, it's and, in uh, the Gatorade tub every, over there. everything was was pretty available and so not anything like what she's talking about but you know I, I think about these doctors today and you know they're just legal drug dealers and uh, you know their first solution is to throw a script at everything and um, you know that's a lot of times that's their only solution and um, you know I think I think now that maybe maybe just recently they're more accountable to not only the DEA right. and everybody else, but to their, uh, their 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 licensing boards and everything else. But I do think it's getting a little better. I think I, I remember back when I was running and gunning. You know, the the pharmacies weren't linked together, so you could doctor shop all over town. You could pharmacy shop, and yeah, and and, and I I knew even back then that all they had to do was link the pharmacies together, and I'd be shut down. <laughs> right, but right. it never happened. But that's the simplest thing they could have right. done, and the easiest solution, and they never would do it. Uh, so there's, and 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 doctors are uneducated. You know, they really they, they don't lack they don't they don't have the knowledge of addiction like they should. You would, Doctors you would think have, they, would. they don't have any. I think they take one hour of addiction training in their entire career. But let's go a little deeper. The problem I can remember as a kid, Dr. Papa or general doctor, if you had an issue, 
man, the, the man would spend a half hour, 45 minutes right. with you and your family. Absolutely. Doctors are paid by how many patients they see and if their patients are happy, thanks to the JCO accreditation. So they turn them in burning. How the hell can you do a full assessment of someone, put this poor lady on 14 different prescriptions, and then three months later just cut her off? Mm. I mean... In, in what no, they are, didn't cut me off. Or just see they her again and throw going. more oh, scripts. They kept, yeah. it going. They, kept it, <laughs> they kept it going and had me on 14 different prescriptions for like 17 years. Wow. wow. Out of those 14 prescriptions, how many of them were narcotics? Good, Good question. Um, there was two strengths of morphine, two strengths of gabapentin, um, Clonazepam, um, uh, hydromor- hydromorphone, which is a short-acting morphine. Right. right. Wow. Um, stuff. Then um, I had trouble sleeping, so then they put me on a tranquilizer to help me sleep at night. Um, and then the other ones are just like for my asthma. And allergies. That's insane. That's an insane was, amount of narcotics. Like, that's nuts, yo. Well, and we had a like doctor that, like that uh, here. I had a motorcycle uh, accident, and it was a perfect opportunity because I was already taking them, and I was smoking crack. So I'm like, well, I could get these pills. So of course, you know, I was, oh, I'm dying over here. I need something. I need, and they started giving me 150 uh, 540 Watsons uh, a month. 150, boom, out the gate. You know, uh, lure tab. And then I said, well, these aren't working. So then they popped it up to uh, some perks, you know. And you were talking, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'll jump across the board. I was in special ed. Don't you laugh at me, girl. Uh, but no, and it's just crazy because, uh, you know, they will hand them out. Just so that you guys know, I'm from Canada. Whoa! With... <laughs> you guys know who I am. Come on, <laughs> We love Get you. Wait, are you in New Brunswick? No, no, I'm no. in Saskatchewan. Oh, that's, that's right. That's it. We that's love right. you. The Where other, you been? The other place way out there. How's it going? I've been trying to keep into myself. And with all the drama going on in the world of um, recovery advocates going oh, live. Oh, don't let that stress you. Abraham Lincoln said a person's as happy as they make their mind up to be. We ain't going to get in the drama. Let mama. her finish. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate Tim. Go ahead. He's right, Thanks, though. Tim. Is that how Tim runs a meeting, too? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, um, keep going. I do, before I forget, I have to say thank you very much, Tim, even though you won't be my friend on Facebook. Wow, I sent you Tim. A request months ago. He's doing you a favor. I still, re- <laughs> I still reached out for help. Um, I reached out to you for some help for a fella. And you had sent me a resource, so thank you very much for that, Tim. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Wait, and wait, I don't wait. know why Facebook only lets you have 5,000 friends. I'm um, Tim of Ryan. Of course, you can follow me. or Tim Ryan from Dope to Hope, you yeah, can follow yeah. me there, too. But I occasionally send me a private message, and I'll uh, delete someone, and I'll add oh, you. Oh, Hopefully it'll be me. It'll be Andrew Hager. <laughs> 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 
Awesome. That would be nice awesome. if Facebook let so, you know who you were swapped out for. Right. That'd be They're awesome. like, uh, Tim so you got rid of you, a, Andrew. Right. You could catch a resentment with who they swapped you out for. No, that would just start a war. <laughs> you don't want to do that with poor Tim. Right, That's okay. right. Hey, uh, let uh, him delete who he wants. Yeah. And then don't tell nobody because <laughs> right. it'll just start a war. Right. Hey, I'm curious. Uh, your doctor that was prescribing all those narcotics, that's a Canadian doctor? Can I have his phone Excuse number, me? please? Was he, was he a Canadian doctor? Your doctor. Yes. Your doctor That's that was prescribing all the narcotics. Yeah, I just yes. thought it was down here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sounds like Now, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that some of the narcotics I was prescribed are were warranted because I, the you know the ball of your foot? Right. In my In my left foot... I no longer have a ball to that foot because I fell into a sand pit and was buried. Oh, wow. And it, it crushed my, the ball of my foot. And so being on narc, I had to have like multiple surgeries and being on narcotics, I feel was warranted because the pain was so intense. It was, I would have much rather had a 10 pound baby. Seriously, like it was bad. Um, I spent eight months in a wheelchair, couldn't walk, couldn't wait there until they were done doing all their surgeries and that kind of thing. Right, right. Which brings up a good question. When you have legitimate issues, when do you know there's you've crossed over? You've crossed over and now you're not. It's like you have to determine that, isn't it? Like. Well, I mean, yeah. how do yeah. they define addiction? It's anything that makes your life unmanageable. So, yeah. So yeah. when does your life start getting unmanageable? Yeah. When, well, when do you start taking my, more my life and more? It's never been unmanageable. It's not like um, I've I've overtaken my prescriptions and then I'm out and then I'm I go to the streets to find it or any of that. Like you I sold your it TV. As prescribed. Right. But I just, like, how can a doctor that sees you for 10 minutes load you up with all of this crap and then say, okay, see you in three months? Like, they don't know you. Luckily, I think it's, uh, with the laws and things like that, it seems like it's shifting. I think it's pretty, at least in my crossing pass on it, doctors seem pretty hesitant to... Uh, do those things now, especially when you send a couple of doctors to jail. Definitely have so, to be more accountable. Yeah, yeah. definitely fits it. Lori, yeah. thank you for calling in. Thank we got you, a, two other have callers are going to go to, but it's great to hear from you again. Give us all right. Thank you. Give so us another much. call. You guys take care. I thank love you. hearing all from right. you. Okay. I will. So bye. I love you. Love you, baby. Awesome, awesome. She, she, she oh. did. She said this love only me. goes for him. Oh, uh oh. Before these now. two callers, Monica Swift, ladies and gentlemen. Monica, I'm glad you're on there helping share this out. Talk to me. She said, "Don't delete her, Tim." Come on, get okay. off me, devil. Yeah, that's that my favorite. <laughs> that was scary. I- oh, Kathy Underwood Garrison's in the house. Kathy, share this out for us. Love you, girl. Uh oh, Shannon Adams, I see you. Come on, nothing. I'm lost now. I'm dun, dun, dun. And it was fun. There's people in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. And we got a couple yeah, callers in here. Couple callers. You look slim, bro. I like your shirt. How much that cost? 
More than you well, make. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a shop at the big and tall right. Right, right. fat man store. Oh. One oh, thing Randy did does not hurt. Well, one, you. one thing Randy did not do once he retired was sit-ups. <laughs> Oh, Jeez. wow. Wow. Nor do I. He's a joke. Nor does Andrew. Guy's got 1.5 ears. <laughs> no, right? About right. How fat I am. You know? got, what's wrong with him? <laughs> Shannon said she met you, Randy. Uh, she shared, just shared your testimony. We're at uh, some oh, what treatment center. I'm sorry. I missed it. Okay. That'd be good. Oh, Tammy Turner Lucas. Thank you, baby. I'm glad awesome. you're here. Awesome. Guys, we got another two yeah. callers here. Tim's Caller. Got jokes. Yeah, he does. You are on with. The guys in the basement of Ooh, a Kentucky yeah. place. What's up, you guys? Hey. hey. What are you doing, <laughs> lady? It's Nicole. It's Nicole, the D-O-double-G de Mayo. Okay. Hey. All right. I see you, girl. Go on, dear. Come on. <laughs> what are y'all doing? Hanging out like Talk, a hair on a biscuit. Talking to you in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen to me. I just had to call you guys and tell y'all. Me and my little family, we're going on a mini vacation. We're on our way out right now to go to Eureka Springs. It's like where they have this glass church in Arkansas. Oh, yeah. I've heard and of like a, wow. a haunted hotel. That's weird. So we're on our way out to go do that. But I just wanted that to call will be and awesome. give my support. We'll go enjoy that family time. Um, So yeah. a glass what? Slipper. What'd you it's say? It's a glass church. And you can get married in it. Well, that's scary. Just don't <laughs> throw rocks. <laughs> don't throw rocks if you live in a glass house. Come on, talk to me. <laughs> Hopefully when I come back, y'all, I'll change my name to Pludre, and then y'all know I got married there. Oh, All right. Awesome. Oh. Good stuff. Go get hitched. <laughs> I need to call you tonight as well. Andrew, you, I'm about to kick your ass when we get on the phone. Uh, I'm just telling you right uh, now. I'm going to cuss you up down one side uh, and down the other. Why not do it here when we, when we can all enjoy it? <laughs> wow. No, I just, I know you're busy. I just wanted to touch base with you. You know how we do. Yeah, so just yeah, give definitely. me a call when you get a free moment. I've been seeing you on Facebook, so I know you're okay. Yeah, I love I just you, wanted to, You know. Well, oh, we, we so, gotta, so Andrew's isolating and not returning phone that's calls. interesting. No, Let's talk about very no, actually, interesting. This was that's why we're here, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I do the same thing. I do the same thing. And what, I, isolate? The reason I was worried this is an intervention. I and his voicemail was full, and I'm like, oh, shucky-ducky. I do the same thing when I won't want to answer phone calls, and then it'll go straight to the voicemail, and then I'll let my voicemail load up. And I'll literally just be looking at the You know, they, they stop. Stop right now. They have a 12-step-based program for that. I think it's for voicemail... Fillers.com. No. Yeah, this guy. No, no, no. I, I was super busy last week, and I, you know, and of course, uh, I had a lot of meetings, and you know, that's oh, new to me. Oh, sure. Did you hear the excuse? It, it really, no, 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 it was real new. Look at me. I'm just not as important enough. On that's the, definitely not true. Was volunteering at the that's homeless shelter. I, and yeah, and Tim was wanting me to take him to homeless shelter so <laughs> he could give back. I don't know, but yeah. Okay. We got. I understand. Uh, we know that you got Jasper and Rachel to take care of. I just love you. You're my friend, and I want to make sure. That you're doing all right, but I, I know you are because you're I here love on you, show, baby. So I love you, baby. I love you, sweetheart. You're awesome. I need you. I got Jay Dow up in his piece right here. Silver Motor Company's music for the soul. Look, I'm rocking it, Jay. That's what we're gonna do. Uh oh. Yeah, Tim got jokes, Margaret. I'm about tired of him already. Hear me? Huh? Well, you have a great <laughs> have a great trip yes, there Alan, today. Okay. All right. Be safe. Jill Young I'll in the house. Later. Bye, right. bye, bye. Love you, hon. We got another caller. We do indeed. 
Caller, you were on with three guys in the basement who can get cranky or grumpy at times. Yeah, we're falling out over Who are you? <laughs> Hola. Hello, hello, hello. Hola, Would one of them be Andrew Hager? Yeah, Whoa! One is... Rory, what do you know, baby? Okay, so... Uh-oh. <laughs> when uh, I want to talk about... Andrew isolating. No, I'm just joking. I <laughs> wow, want to talk about... Dang. So online, I manage a few support groups, so I'm always getting messages people wanting help. Well, I've noticed that a lot of people have a problem for every solution. Every time you give them oh, a yeah. solution, there's, oh, I can't do that because of this. So, you know, in, in those cases, I don't even make a phone call for them. I'm not going to waste people's time unless I know for sure. And I'm not saying I'm just leaving anybody out there, but isn't that kind of a red flag when they have a problem for every solution? Yeah. That they, they might not be ready. Absolutely. Well, do you tell or them not that? willing, not willing. Do you say, it seems like everything I'm, I'm recommending here is you, you got yeah. a problem with it. Well, I've heard them say, uh, well, well basically what I just tell them is I say, you know, when you're ready, get a hold of me. I'll keep trying to make plans for you and see if, you know, you can find a solution that works for you. But 90% of the time, they've already had their mind made up that it's not going to work before I even present it to them. So I just say, when you're ready, you know, give me a call. Yeah, it's like I get a lot of parents that reach out to me and they're telling me about Bobby or Susie and this and that and and the whole friggin' life story. And I said, well, why don't you have Bobby or Susie call me? Right. Because it seems like you want recovery more than they do. And then a lot of the parents, you know, my heart breaks for them. But it's like, are you, are you getting any help? Are you going to Al-Anon or Families Anonymous or, or Celebrate Recovery? Are you seeing a therapist? Because sometimes the families are sicker than the person. I've walked into homes to do interventions and had, oh, my God, this is going to be so crazy. I walk in and in 10 minutes, the dude's like, yep, let's go. I'm ready to get help. Right. It's in, in the families. And then you'll get the person into treatment, and the mom's calling. I need to talk to my boy. <laughs> no, you don't. You know, right, the last right. thing you need yeah. to do is talk to your boy because oh you're addicted gosh. to your addict. It's, yes. Uh, it's complex, man. And, and and one of my favorite sayings is uh, when, when families get well, addicts get well. Oh. You know, and oh. if we can get to the families and if we can work on them and their issues and how they, they handle us as addicts and, and teach them good, healthy boundaries – we always get well. Yeah. You know that Alan on We get cut off. Boy. They cut us off. No, you can't stay here. TV's missing. <laughs> oh, hey, I didn't do it. <laughs> no, it's 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 real, man. And, and like Tim said, I mean, you heard a lot. It'll be parents, you know, uh, calling or, or, or wives. And I'm like, well, where's Jim at? Well, um, he, uh, he said he'll go if I find him a place. I said, well, have him call me. And never happens, you know what I mean? Yeah, have, have you know, people need to put forth the effort. And, and it's different in different situations, situations. But, you know, especially when I'm dealing with people that are, our foundation is going to, you know, pay for them to get into mm. or whatever. It's like you need to put forth the effort here because this isn't something we just we just throw away for free. I had an event we did two weeks ago in Ohio, and we're in the position to give away five scholarships. 
One of the kids the next day texted me from the airport, and he said, Mr. Ryan, I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm getting ready to get on the plane and go to Louisiana. He said, my son was born at 3 p.m. yesterday, but I chose to go to the Mm. event and get a scholarship because I needed to be there to turn my life around so I can be a father to my son. Right. Because if I would have went and saw the birth two hours later, I would have been getting high. Mm-hmm. Man, awesome that's story. what... And the that's guy a was, fantastic yeah, example of it, yeah. The, the guy was willing to go to any length. And uh, on the flip side, the families were, you, you help and help and help and help. And the mother, two in the morning, you got to go get my daughter. No, I don't. I'm not going to get your daughter. We've helped get her into detox eight times. I'm not getting her anymore. I don't do this. I'm at home with my family. It's two in the morning. She's going to die. You know what? She might die. But she's had the opportunities, and she needs to put forth the effort. That's right. That willingness. Willingness. There it is again. You hear me? Well, Rory, sounds like you're doing some good things. Rory, uh, Obviously a some frustrating well, things. Well, yeah, that's the I mean, that's the thing. And when you're dealing with and families, especially, I haven't really experienced that yet, but I can imagine. But then you're dealing also with the only thing you know about that person, and they're usually divided up. So the person you're talking to is talking to separated from the rest of their family, talking through somebody else who's talking through somebody else. So the only thing you know about them is what they want you to know. Like, you know, when, when somebody asks me for help, they're telling me their situation. Well, I'm just drawing my own conclusion on what I assume their situation is based off what they tell me because I'm, I'm only going to know as much as they want me to know about them. I'm not going to know the whole truth to be able to make a, a judgment call on what they might need, you know? Right. Yeah, and I, I just give them options. I guide and direct them. They need to call. They need to do their assessments, get the clinical assessment, and, and let them figure out if it's appropriate for them or not. And and I tell the families, you know, get me on the phone with Johnny. You start researching these three options we have available. And, and as a family, then you feel out feel out what's the best fit for them, you know. I don't have any clinical exactly. background. So I, I just guide and direct. And here's the phone number. Here's the door. Mm-hmm. Call door one, two, or three. Plant those seeds. <laughs> Boom, yeah. Plant and that, seed. before I get off here, I just want to ask Kim, where, where can I order your book at? Because... I went to Barnes and Noble and they couldn't find it. Yeah, so you have to order it through like Amazon. It's or? on Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. From Dope to Hope: A Man in Recovery by Tim Ryan. Okay, that's that's where that's that's where I'll get it. Okay, rock well, and roll. I'll Thanks, see guys. I'll see you to, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll hit you up and uh, we'll do something. We gotta take care of that order and get it together. <laughs> see and you, you later, better man. Buy him coffee. <laughs> Love you, brother. Love you, bud. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Roy Montana, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, I see Tempe Lira's on oh, there. Oh, Tempe, baby! Hey, Australia. Calm down, calm down. I get hype off this one. I see Rachel's What I need to do is train Andrew. When he does get really excited, the mic moves a little away from his mouth. Oh, I can't do it. How many we got? We still got callers, Yeah, we got a caller on there. Caller will get right with you. Dennis Day in the house. I see you, my man. Uh Uh-oh, Margaret Cotton's hanging in there tough today. Oh, yeah. I see you, Margaret. Oh, April Crane. Uh, 
Yeah, she was. She's a nurse over at the Nile uh, Female Treatment Center. Oh, yeah. Christ-based. Ain't playing about it. All about it, huh? True identity in Christ Jesus. Don't play about it. Here we come, huh? Rachel working today? Uh, no, she no. Rachel's at home with Jasper. You, know, you, know, what I, you know what I'm having to deal with right now? My wife is homesick, but no, she's ap- actually out shopping at Ashley Furniture. <laughs> sending me this. Oh, can we buy this when you get back? Oh, my Lord. Jody Lee <laughs> Hager. that sick. Hey, uh, you're I'm lucky. You, right? you, I just get the credit card notice right, on my right. phone. No, oh. they're over here. It's all great. But my wife does make more money, as I said. So we got That's a full house in detox over at the Hope Center today. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, let's help somebody. Awesome. All right. We got another caller here. Caller, thank you for calling in. Who are we talking with here? Hey, it's Aaron Quinlan. Hey, Aaron. Hey, Aaron. How's it going? How could I not call in with you three up there? Aaron. Erin rocks. Erin's a beast. She's a real deal. Where's James at? Oh, he's out there with the dogs. Oh, you put him out of the house. I'm yeah. sorry. That sucks for him. Yeah, I'm in with the. <laughs> How's your baby horse I'm in doing? With... Oh, she's she's fantastic. She's just amazing. But I've got five additional lives over here. Uh, we just had puppies. Wow. Wow. And. Gosh. Yeah, they're they're. I, I did. I wasn't ready. Like this is an unplanned pregnancy, but um, so so were a few yeah. of my children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but uh, I want to talk about. I'm going to reluctantly talk about this. Um, I might regret it later, but that's nothing new. Yeah. So I had a I had a young man, who, um, I helped get into treatment a few months ago and he ended up relapsing. He got arrested. And while he was in jail, I wrote a letter to the judge Mm. explaining, you know, briefly explaining the situation and that, you know, and recommending treatment instead of jail time. Right. And the judge, it was hand delivered to the judge. The judge saw it and this was in Kentucky he saw it and he let this kid out after his first appearance appearance and he um he sentenced him to weekends okay in jail right now we've got this kid who relapsed right uh-huh. it seems to me like god put a stop to it and got him locked up now this judge let him out and sentenced him to weekends now after talking with with the with I say kid, but he's you know in his twenties. Um, we worked it out to where he could go in front of the judge again. So he went in front of the judge again, and he explained to him that he really wants to go to treatment, and that he you know didn't want to do the weekends or whatever. But anyway, he wanted to go to treatment, and instead of putting him you that know using this as an option, he put him on house arrest. So, what is that? So, so That's you were rec- weird. you were recommending that he get he be forced into treatment. Is that am I? No, understanding? the kid was willing. Correct, Aaron. So, so yes, I'll, I'll stop. Willing. I'll tell you what's going on right here. First off, you have a lot of judges that are truly uneducated mm-hmm. about the disease of addiction and how critical it is that this individual needs treatment, a, a, a hope center, a healing place to get into a long term program. 
And A, he did what you asked. He let him out, but it, it wasn't on your terms the way you, you pictured it. And that's where we really need to communicate. We need to get in and educate. But on the flip side, this is a judge that was a lawyer that's sitting on the bench and, and getting some letter and, and expecting you to do everything he says. Um, I had a scenario in a county where I had a police officer's son get caught with eight bags of, of dope. And I'd sent the state's attorney a, a message saying we have this kid cleared to go out of state to treatment. And the state's attorney sentenced the kid to prison. So some are, are very willing to help, but it's a matter of getting in front of them and, and educating them on, on why he needs treatment, putting stipulations in place that if we get him in and he leaves, that he will be sitting in jail on a no-hold bond now. Right. So, But it's, it's a matter, Aaron, truly of, of getting in because the judge just might not know what he doesn't know. Right. Well, and the law is the law at the end of the day. If you really look at it, he, I mean, we're, you know, he might not have had a pack or more and, pass. And on the flip side, though, he had the opportunity. He was in treatment, and he Bounced. left and, and went and got in trouble. Well, guess what? You don't get a get-out-of-jail-free card. You need to pay for your whatever you did. Because what a lot of people I see, Aaron, jumping on now, well, it's a disease, and they shouldn't go to jail. You still have to pay for your crime, whether oh, you were right. in addiction oh. or not. Accountability? Yeah, huh? it, it, it's all oh, there is yeah. to it. I, I, I know of a kid now on the run, he's hiding out in California, and, and says he's sober, but he won't come back because he's looking at three to seven years in prison in mm. Illinois. And I said, if you're doing the right things, you'll go turn yourself in. Oh, yeah. But good luck with that. Right. And I had all that. You know, I did. I did. I, 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 you know, I, I gave him real talk. I, I didn't sugarcoat anything like this is part of the consequences. And, and, you know, in recovery, we have to accept responsibility for our actions and, and deal with the consequences. However, this judge, you, you know, this kid would have been better off sitting in jail still rather than the judge letting him loose. So are you, so are you could, kind of upset with yourself for the way things happened? For, for you putting yourself out there thinking it was going to go this way, and it didn't. No, I'm not upset with myself. I don't let that, I, I don't, I don't let that happen well, anymore. I yeah, you did that, what you felt no. was best, right, Aaron? Right. You did the right yeah, thing, yeah. you know. And when the drug court judges, um, you know, because they got to decide at the end of the day. Drug court are going to facilities when they're usually locked up, sometimes not, uh, but do the assessment. And, uh you know, they have to decide, is this person, you know, a good candidate? You know what I mean? And if they've got absconding yeah. charges or any violent crimes, it's... Uh, Can you yeah. say that word again, Andrew? Absconding? Can you spell that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, wow. It, is it possible? Because I know sometimes we want to... There's a specific case that we want to talk with a judge or something about. Is it? Have you guys ever talked with a judge just in general about how to work with people in addiction oh, like I speak, when I, it's oh, not yeah oh, when it's yeah. not they, when they don't have a case in front oh, of them oh yeah I, I i speak to court and probation services conferences all over the country and and educate a lot of them and uh it all depends on the judge and and what they're really doing but and the it, crime and the crime and the crime Ooh, Ab- and the, definitely the crime absolutely and you had a lot of those andrew yeah yeah a lot of them <laughs> I mean, driving over here today yeah, one of them. Wow. <laughs> if teddy melton is listening come oh, on out gosh. and arrest andrew hager for <laughs> distractive driving reckless driving oh goodness 
But, you know, and it is sticky, but, I mean, we know we're doing the right thing, and at the end of the day, you know, it's about the individual. And, and on the flip side, though, Aaron, with all this stuff that happened, did you stay sober? Huh? Aaron? Me? Yeah. Did you? Of course I okay, did. Okay, then that's all that matters. Oh, Get out that's the all that matters. You stayed sober, my sister. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, I, don't I, get yeah, cocky. You'll sound you know like that. Andrew Hagar. Get a, <laughs> get a Facebook Live page going. Uh, don't, get a, don't get a Facebook Live page. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Awesome. I, I absolutely adore all of you, and I, I love you to We death, love you, Aaron. I appreciate you guys. Call me sometime, Tim. I will. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. See Bye. you later. Bye. See you, sweetie. Aaron is Hey, really, where are we uh, going to lunch to go. today? I'm getting We got to go. I'm starving. Well, have we been an hour yet, Dallin? An hour? Yeah. You yeah. said 10 minutes. We're basically uh-huh. up on it. We're basically Who up we on got? it. Who we got? We got anybody else on the no, mic? No, we've, we've cleared through everyone. Good. Awesome. No Tempe, more. we love you, girl. Oh, come on. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, I, I think Ooh. it's an interesting. I, I I would love to hear you guys in action talking with a group because they, it was epic. They really did great. Yeah. Fear arises when we imagine that everything depends on us. Right. Hmm. Oh wow. Uh, Catherine Morrison. This well, hold is on. If Randy wanna, Grimes. He uh, played ten years in the NFL for who? Tampa Bay. Who, who's that? <laughs> Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Buccaneers. Real deal, baby. A Viking right here, huh? A real gladiator up in this piece right here, son. <laughs> we are, Randy and I will actually be tomorrow in Tompkinsville, Kentucky. Uh, no, Glasgow. No, Glasgow. tomorrow is Tompkinsville. Oh, okay. You're Monday right. night You're right. is Tompkinsville. I'm sorry. Where's Thank Tompkinsville? You. I don't know. Somewhere it's an in event this... being put on by Project 12, Journey of Hope. Wow. And then the next night we are in Glasgow, and we've Glasgow. got at the uh, event center. Is that, what's Bale Bale O'Brien Community Room? And that's in Glasgow. Glasgow. Five. And where is it at in Tompkinsville? Uh, I think it is uh, the community center. That would be center. at one six zero Old Mulkey Road at the. Marun- okay. Monroe County Families <laughs> Family Wellness Center. Great, great, great. Awesome, it's awesome. going to be a great event. There's going to be a few, quite a few people there. I've done those before there. They do a great job. The community really comes out and supports this cause, and uh, that's what it takes. You know, it takes getting the word out and having the conversation going all the time because we're losing a generation right before our eyes. Yeah. You know, our kids are dying left and right because of this disease and uh, it takes a community and awareness and people not burying their head in the sand and 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 saying not my child yes randy where can people contact you best what's a great you can find me on facebook randy grimes or athletes in recovery athletes in recovery so yeah add those things to your uh, facebook groups if you would folks and tim where should people where does best reach you uh, that would be the Illinois Department of Corrections. No, uh, on Facebook, Tim Ryan from Dope to Hope. I also have uh, a Man of Recovery Foundation on there. Um, TimRyanSpeaks.com if you want me or Randy to come in and speak in your community. TimRyanSpeaks.com, 844-611-HOPE. I'd love to hire Tim Ryan as like a like a kid's birthday party guest. <laughs> that would be something. That's that funny. would be. Do awesome. I have, Get your little. Sh- 
Do I come have here. to wear a Barney outfit? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you just come in with fire. Real quick, real quick. Tempe's on here. Tempe's from Australia. Hey, the Tempe. using dreams. She's having real bad using dreams right now. Tempe's got, what, a couple hundred days now? Yeah. Yeah, she's doing really well. Yeah, so. Full-time, back on her full-time job. And they still come from time to time. I have them. Randy, how about you? Uh, you know, there's some crazy days. Yeah. But, you know, at least I've learned to play the tape all the way through. Ooh. I know how it ends every time. There every time. Every time. And uh, <laughs> no more breaking out in handcuffs. There it is. Uh, because then we do, you know, like I, I had one, what, a couple months ago, Dallin, that I shared. Um, it, it's just the whole thing. A thought won't get you high, you know. I woke up freaking out. Oh, gosh. Well, it's a first thought. It's okay to have that first thought. It's what you do with the second Yeah, don't thought. play with it, huh? Don't glamorize right. it, huh? No. I like mean, Randy said. And using dreams happen. I mean, it's. I actually go to bed every night and, and pray that I don't have any bad dreams. But uh, hmm. it took me a while to get through the pause, the post-acute withdrawal syndrome and all that. But it took me time for my brain to heal and my thinking. Yes. You know, if I, I, I'm sitting around obsessing about drugs and alcohol all the time, chances are you're going to dream about it. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I dream about manatees in recovery. Well, I've had it happen. Just, I don't know. What? Oh, that, that's, that you, was from the real Tim Did you say manatees and recovery? No, or so our, in recovery? our buddy Blake has been making spoof yes. videos of me. Oh, and, uh, that is good. Yeah. Yeah. Funny, yeah. yeah. So my he said my new foundation is going to be manatees in recovery. <laughs> Blake did really well with that. Yeah, nice you got to watch yeah. some of his videos. Oh, yeah, the last one. Just don't it. do me, Blake. Yeah. Blake. Do me. So wh what I was thinking, oh, we got another caller here. What That's I'd love right. to do is take this call, and then everyone should hang around. We're going to play a video of Randy Ooh, yeah. that at the very end here, and that's how we'll finish it it's up. It's a good but video. It's a good, it video. Is a good video. It is a good video. Caller, you're on with the guys. Who are we talking with here? This is Tim Ryan here from Naperville, <laughs> Iowa. Uh -oh. Is this the real Tim Ryan? <laughs> I'm just calling in to say there's an imposter on the show with you. This is the real Tim Ryan. What happened to your ear? Unfortunately, there was a rabid raccoon outside one day while gardening, and it got my ear. Yes, sir. I love you, the real uh, Tim Ryan. <laughs> the rabid raccoon boy. He was a god. Come on, man. Blake, what up, son? That's good. Blake stuff. is in the studio with you. <laughs> <laughs> I am really Blake. That is the real Tim Ryan. And uh, if you follow my Facebook, you can go through. And see the videos put up on the real that was Tim hilarious, Ryan. That hilarious, dude. They are the last phenomenal. one. Phenomenal. About when he had the, the towel the, over the his head. The facial reconstruction surgery. That was awesome. Let's that talk about man. All right, everybody. Got to get back to barefoot water skiing. <laughs> Goodbye, real Tim Ryan. Look out for the manatees Woo! in the Evan Root propeller. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff right there. Uh, Woo! 
And, you know, this is what it's all about in recovery is laughing and having fun. Yeah, truly Uh, blessed in this process and confused about it, baby. Absolutely. Uh, Talk to me. Give me your shout-outs, Andrew. What's going on this week? And then we'll go watch that video. Are we going to pop loose Wednesday, me and you? Darn right. Well, here's the thing. I talked to Danielle the other day, so uh, she's got a couple judges that are willing to come in studio. How do you feel about that? Um, Only if I can bring my kids in front of them and solve some family (laughs) situations. That... Now oh, that's that. good stuff right there, yeah, boss. Man, that's good stuff. <laughs> Sounds good, man. Yeah. I, I want to thank Tim and Randy. Uh, Thanks, for you know, us. for thank real, you. man. Thank you, guys. Uh, it's unity in this. And uh, yeah. hey, man, come on, man. Let's yeah. live today. Absolutely. It was great to hear from everyone. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, Mr. Blake. That was uh, that was funny. That was pretty good. So yeah, we'll be seeing you this Wednesday. And if you get a chance. Please go look at their Facebooks and look at where Tim and Randy will be this week. If you're in Kentucky, it's a great chance to see them talk. You should seek them Yeehaw! out. Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> Will Here we come, here we come. Uh, so Wednesday, yeah, we'll figure something out and let you guys know again, yeah. right? Yeah. Check four, check one, two. Absolutely. We're playing the video now. Oh, the video. That's popping. how we're going to wrap it up. Booyah. Have What's a great up? day. Hey, Thank thanks you, guys. Thanks for having us. is the battlefield. This is the uncontrolled chaos of professional football. This is the brutal violence that can give an athlete everything and can cost almost everything. This is the game that for 23 years defined Randy Grimes and the game that almost killed him. Randy Grimes was a college All-American and a 10-year veteran of the NFL. Through documented concussions, six knee surgeries, joint replacement, shoulder and tricep surgeries, and countless broken and fractured bones, the warrior in Randy trudged forward, suffering in silence. You know, I was desperate to stay out on that field and not let injuries put me in the training room or sideline me and give somebody else an opportunity to get my position. The excitement never stopped and neither did the pain. The collisions on the football field can have a devastating effect on the body. Players can easily justify taking a handful of pain pills to stay in the game, to stay on the practice field, to stay out of the doctor's office, to keep from being replaced. Call it survival. Call it warrior mentality. Call it desperation. Call it anything but what it really is, addiction. The injuries were getting worse and and the addiction was getting worse. Um, And I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop taking the pain medication on my own. Randy took that suffer in silence mentality and those injuries with him when he left the game. And over the next 20 plus years, continued to justify taking the handfuls of pills daily. When I left the game, when I took that addiction into my retired life, when I didn't have the enablers around me or, or the, the, the ways to justify it, then things, that's when it really spiraled out of control. I began to see, you know, his personality changing, the way he dealt with things. Um, of course, money was missing. He lost his job. We lost our home. You know, everything started just spiraling out of control. I can't tell you how many things I had to lose, you know, how many relationships, how many homes, how many jobs. 
uh, and I still couldn't stop. You know, as bad as my life was getting, I knew why. I just couldn't stop doing it. On September 22, 2009, Randy flew from Houston to Fort Lauderdale and was driven an hour north to a West Palm Beach facility where he fell out of the car and crawled on all fours the remaining 40 feet through the door in full-blown withdrawal and sicker than humanly possible. Randy was broken and ready to surrender, desperate to get his life back. People often ask me to describe the process that I went through that day. And the only way that I can do it is to say that over that 20 plus years of addiction, God had plenty of opportunities to open the gates of heaven and let me in. What he chose to do was open the gates of hell and let me out. And that's why Randy does what he does now, to help open the gate for someone else, giving back this gift of hope that was given to him. If being a former professional athlete gets me in the door somewhere and helps somebody, uh, helps save a life or helps plant a seed in somebody, then that's what it was all about. Helping others that are desperate, helping those that are broken, planting the seeds of recovery in the shattered guys that he played with and the guys that he played against, or anyone looking for a way out of that deep, dark pit of despair called addiction. Pain in life is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Randy chose not to suffer anymore. He made it. Many don't. My greatest accomplishment was crawling in the door that night. It was the hardest thing that I ever did, and it was the most rewarding. This is such a great opportunity for us to continue to collaborate and work together and help these guys get their lives back, just like they helped me get my life back. This process works, guys. And like I said, it's a beautiful thing to watch. So thank you for having me, and thank you.